Love Talk Radio. Get ready to pull your big girl panties up on The Big Girl Panty Show with your hosts, Michelle Big Body Casino and Stephanie Big Sexy Atkins. Hello, everyone, and thank you for joining us on the My Big Girl Panty Show at a special time on a special night. Tonight, in addition to sending blessings to my beloved co-host, Stephanie Atkins, who is gone but will never, ever be forgotten, I also want to wish a happy birthday in heaven to our angel, Aaliyah Dana Horton, also known as Aaliyah. We love you and we miss you, baby girl. Tonight is part two of our Hot Topic special, and I'm joined by my new co-hosts, Iris Brown and Aisha Williams. Hey, ladies. Hello. Hey. Hi, everyone. That's right. Now, first, isn't it kind of eerie that all this is going over R. Kelly if today would have been Aaliyah's 40th birthday? Yeah. You know, I didn't even realize that until um, later on today. I think I was looking online, and I saw it was her birthday. Yeah, mm-hmm. that is scary. It really is. Yeah. So, I don't, it's just I don't know. This this usually I look at some documentaries like I say, and you know, like it stays you for a little bit. It doesn't really affect you too much. You don't really change your life. It's just something new, like new knowledge or some things that you mm-hmm. didn't know before. Right. But for some reason, with this particular documentary, you know, like we touched on it Sunday. But I really mm-hmm. want to discuss the actual documentary because they, you know, they interviewed over 50 people in this documentary. And mm-hmm. in these six, yeah, in, in these six episodes, like, the story was so compelling, like, I couldn't turn away. And it was so bad that I watched the whole thing, and then I started all over and watched it again. Oh, Wow. Mm. Wow. That's like how that's how much it affected me. So after watching Aisha, how did you feel about it? Well, I took it in segments because I did not watch it immediately while everyone was watching it. I was just like, listen, I just started a new year and um I'm not ready for all of this. Mm-hmm. Um but then, you know, the social media feeds came in and then my mom was just like, you know, did you check it out? And I said, I'm going to. And so I decided to, you know, just, you know, kind of watch because I had already had my, my I believe way back then, I was a something right, way back then. Mm-hmm. So I decided to tune in. And then I was just like, I was, I was more sad at the fact that there was just so many and so many, so many people to interview. And I just like, would it smoke this fire and no one did anything? So I was like, a little bit shocked mm-hmm. and drained because I, I, I guess I would say I was foolishly believed that it was just like two or three, you know what I mean, individual people. Yeah. One is too many, but I just, that's what I thought. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, oh my goodness. And then I'm like, it's still, it's still going on. It's still going. And it's just like, yep. I can't. <laughs> so I was, I was emotionally <laughs> drained. I definitely, like you said, it's one of those, you look at it and you can't mm-hmm. believe the fantastic stories about it, and it's it was it was just a lot. It definitely was. How about you, Iris? Mm-hmm. How did you feel after watching? Well, you know, um, the promos leading up to survive, surviving R. Kelly, I you know when I saw those promos, I was like, I don't know if I want to watch this or not. 
due to the simple fact is I already know what happened. I already, mm-hmm. as far as I was concerned, because, you know, the 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 the, the uh tape with um him doing, you know, um yeah graphic things to this little girl with the tape I didn't watch but the tape was out there. I was like, I don't need to know mm-hmm. anything else. That was enough to seal the deal for me anyway. Anything about him. You know, but then mm-hmm. um I think I was talking to my cousin and she was like, Have y'all seen the R Ke- surviving R. Kelly? And I was like, well, I haven't seen it. So she said, well, it's in six parts, and it's playing now. I said, well, let me record this, because they kept playing it over and over again on Lifetime. And mm-hmm. I was very, very angry, you know, um, very disturbed. Yes. And I was so angry at the people who were now speaking out. And to me, right. some of those people still didn't, didn't get it. That right. That you 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 were an accomplice in this, okay? Mm-hmm. And then you're on TV telling this story. So my mind went to: Can somebody put them in jail? Exactly. You know, if you listen to what he said, can somebody put them in jail? I was angry and I was very disturbed. You know, mm-hmm. and when I realized that you know it was cut to cover up, even down to that teacher. Um, one of his yeah. teachers. She knew. She knew something was wrong. You know, so more than I was angry and disturbed when mm-hmm. I, you know, watched uh, okay. it. And then I wasn't going to watch the last, the, 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 I think it was the sixth part. I was like, I, I can't do this anymore. But I went ahead and mm-hmm. watched it. Then I got angry all over again. You know, so that, that's how I felt. Yeah. I was angry and I was disturbed. You know, um, and angry at the people who were telling the story, mm-hmm. who knew, you know, what was right. going on. Yeah. You know, so that's how I felt after watching that. And I, and I couldn't watch it I twice, could, Michelle. Okay. I, can't, I can't do it. <laughs> you, you know, it's like this is, this is I'm, I, I'm, I have a sickness where when things affect me, like I tell you, mm-hmm. I get all involved. I don't know why I'm like that. It's like an OCD of terror. I need to know. I don't know why mm-hmm. I'm like that. I've always been like that. And it's, it's, it's like I just needed to understand. Like I couldn't grasp it. Do you understand what I'm saying? And I didn't want to have. It's... Go ahead. Oh no, I was just saying. I was I was agreeing. I was just like, because it's one of those things. Like, did I just see what I just saw? Yes. Mm-hmm. Yes. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. you know, it's like I, it, I I I heard so many people because I didn't look at it the first time either. I, I was going to give it a minute because mm-hmm. I wasn't mentally prepared for it myself. And then I heard people mm-hmm. talking about it, and then I heard, like, the victim blaming. Then I heard the, well, where were the parents? And I heard all this other mm-hmm. stuff. And it's like, you know what? I remember when I was a teenager, and I wanted to get into whatever mm-hmm. I wanted to get into. Nothing my parents were going to say was going to stop me from doing what I wanted to do. You understand me? Right. And that's exactly mm-hmm. how it is right now with these teenagers, too. These teenagers right now, I'm on the train. I'm going to work. I hear them from school. The conversations are terrible. Everything oh that they're into is terrible. And it's like you can't blame the parents when those children walk out of that house. You don't know where these kids are because, trust me, my parents didn't know where I was half the time. They think I'm right down the block. I'm in Brooklyn. You know what I'm saying? I'm like, mm-hmm. right. <laughs> I shouldn't be. Uh-huh. So it, it's yeah. like it's not, it's not a question of where the parents were. The parents thought they were doing a good job. The parents thought they were on top of it. The parents thought that their kids were scared of them and they weren't going to disobey. The parents thought that they had children that, you know, nobody can manipulate. But at the end of the day, 
the parents are right there, but it's not the parents' fault. When you get out in this world, you have three million other influences besides your parents. So for people exactly. to say where were the parents, you know, I, I feel like mm-hmm. that's 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 a um that's a cop out. You exactly. can't blame the parents. And that's a small and that's a small and that honestly, that's a small piece to it. Like you said, where that's the parents, you know, mm-hmm. but it's it's a little bit it's a it's it's a little bit of everything. It's kind of like, okay, so you know, like you said, parents who think that their child is scared of them doing right and everything like mm-hmm. that, it's kind of like then you would, would you would want something else to overcompensate. Because children do. Yep. They get into something all the time thinking that they can mm-hmm. handle it. And then it's just like, okay, now I can't. And it's like you really yep. wish that there were some other stop gaps so that but you know, this we, wouldn't happen. We, we can't overlook. Two things, two things here. Mm-hmm. Sparkle. We can't overlook her. Because she actually oh, no, what R. Kelly was about. You know? Yes. And then we can't overlook the fact that the parents would not testify. I have an issue with that. And that's the that. crazy thing. Yeah, I have a big mm-hmm. issue with that. And I believe because mm-hmm. she, she even mentioned that, you know, she saw the tape. She knew it was her niece. There's no way that mm-hmm. you, you know... She's looking at this girl. She, you know, she's been you with know. this girl since this girl's been born. She knows that's her niece. She told right, her right. brother. But she knew what type of person R. Kelly was before she introduced him to her niece. Okay. Now, I am True. never going to take the, all True. of this is R. Kelly. True. That blame is going to stay with him. But I want to point out the fact that you knew what type of person he was when you brought your 14-year-old niece around him. Okay, now and it's true, and that's the reason the why she said that when she's in the booth, she kept her eyes on her. You know what I'm saying? She had and no business was, having her around. Yeah, him. she shouldn't have mm-hmm. been around him. I don't want to be around a child predator. I just don't. That's true. I don't care. And what she's been a background. She's been one of his background singers for forever. So you're right. She right. knows what's going on because she yeah, she was his background. Be I don't want to be a part of that. Now, I'm going to also, you know, I'm not going to overlook the Savages and the Clarys. I'm not going to mm-hmm. overlook them because they knew, they knew all yes. about the case, yep. him going on trial, but they yep. were saying, well, you know, then, then they said, well, you know, we thought we could control that, and then he wasn't found guilty. Let me, you know, people need to understand that when someone yeah. is found, not all the time, that when someone is found guilty, doesn't mean all the time that they did not mm-hmm. commit the crime. You know? That's so, right. me being the type of parent that I am, you're not going anywhere near R. Kelly. Nowhere near mm-hmm. him. I'm going to fight, fight to the death to keep you away from him. When, you know, you turn True. 18, you go out there and do what you want to do, but I'm still going to fight for you. Okay? Mm-hmm. So, Hearing them say that you know that that their daughters wanted to sing and how they could ha- help their how he could help their career, he is a child predator. That does not matter. Why do you want to even bring your daughters around someone like that? Why do you want to be around someone like that? So those that, are the I was parents say, that sadly, I, I take issue with. Yeah, I was going to say sad, sadly, you know, there's just so many driving forces, and you know, I mean, mm-hmm. I would say fame and money was leading it. Because lots of people think that they uh, can get that close to fire and not get burned. Mm-hmm. That, of course. Mm-hmm. 
But you know, yeah, I, I, I was going to say that's kind of like you know bringing it back to you know Michelle what she was saying you know on the subway hearing team conversations and mm-hmm. even though even though you even let's like let's attribute two thirds of them have had the conversation that their parents said please don't go out here embarrassing me you are <laughs> that's right. right of our family. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You know, and I'm going. I'm going to. You know, the optimistic in me just says, "Okay, let's say they had that conversation, and then boom, here you are." And I say that because yep. I consider myself. A, I was a good kid, but you're standing mm-hmm. there, and you know, you've got some friends that you know either mm-hmm. think they're grown or some questionable things. And I might have enough sense to be like, "Okay, girl," and move on. But I, I'm still standing there. I'm still in the midst. I'm still hearing what mm-hmm. goes on. That's and, right. You know, and again, it's like. It's just amazing sometimes, you know, me telling my mom some of the, you know, the college conversations and things that happen. My mother's just like, what? You know, because I'm mm-hmm. going, if I would have shared everything, mm-hmm. she would have pulled my behind out there and made me come home. So, mm-hmm. yeah, True. it's just, it's, and, it's and a you lot. Know, it is. And, you know, you're absolutely right, Iris, from what you were saying, too, because I think it was Azarel, uh, Clary's um, parents, mm-hmm. who mm-hmm. were saying that they every single time she did something, they were with her. And then they showed the scene with the um, daughter, and the daughter was telling us about that whole thing where she got into it, acting like she's pulling her, you know, pulling her sister, and Kelly's pulling her with the other arm, or, and it's like she's not going anywhere, and then the cops have to be called. All this happened, mm-hmm. and your parents didn't know any of that. Like, how could you keep that from your parents? I mean, I understand mm-hmm. that they said they would harm your parents and everything like that, but it's you know why? Why? Well, I I mean, I, I it's it's so hard to say that you know you understand because then you still have those questions. Like, but you had so much to say about that's your sister, da da da. You wasn't gonna let anything happen to mm-hmm. her, and then when something happened, you clams up. You know. Mm-hmm. Like exactly. then again, right. you never know. You never know what type of what type of um, threats they made to her. You know what I'm saying, or what types mm-hmm. of threats they made to her parents. And then knowing that her sister's still with him, I guess she's scared of that too. You just you just never know. But it's just like mm-hmm. the whole thing was it was just so crazy. And then to have you know them tell her that oh well we're going to hire one of our age you know one of our sisters to go with us. She's a woman and she'll watch out for her. Like, did you interview this lady? <laughs> you know, did you ask her? Right. Do you know who this? Do you know who this lady is? Right. Right. You know what even? Do, and it's like it's like you're watching and you're watching the TV. Like, how many times I had to hit pause on my DVR? Mm-hmm. I was just like, what? Like, Ramon. Right. Mm-hmm. Like, wait, what? Right. <laughs> and like you said, like, yeah. I'm like, and and now you are putting it. Nothing that there's nothing wrong with putting it out there. There's, there's you know, and not never too That's late. Right. But it's just like. Like, do you hear yourself? Because, you know, a few mm-hmm. million of us, we're screaming at the TV. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. Like, did you tell right. two or three other right. people this at the time? Because I feel like if they would have even just repeated that to two other people, that they would have been mm-hmm. like, say what now? <laughs> yeah. Mm-hmm. Right. Yeah. It's true. <laughs> and I think that that's the, that's the hardest part that everybody, it's not, it's not so much that, because I think with the other parents, it's a little bit different from the last two, Joyce right. Lynn and, and Azrael. I think you. it's a little bit different. Thank you. I think the other parents didn't have anything to do with it when it came to, like, Geronza and Lisa um, Van Allen and, and the rest of them. The parents didn't have too mm-hmm. much to do with it. It's like their kids were doing what right. I said. You think that they're down the exactly. street and they're at this man's house. You know uh-huh. what I'm saying? But when it uh-huh. came to those right. two, they they basically – 
forgave all of his past transgressions because they just wanted their child to get a ahead in the business. You know what I'm saying? And it's like you handed your your children to this man, mm-hmm. and exactly. then you were shocked, right, to see that they got right. caught up, and now you have exactly you know, like no control over it because they are now of age. So now what? You know exactly. And right. So they didn't do. Go ahead. Exactly. I was just gonna say, you know, they they were they were willing participants in grooming their child to this, because I do tell mm-hmm. folks all the time. I said you have to be careful, um, you know, it, that whole I'm with them all the time. I'm introducing them. Like the things that you do, you're telling your child it's acceptable. It's okay to be around him. Right. You know, exactly. like there's nothing wrong. You know, it's true. Exactly. It's just crazy. It's so true. Mm-hmm. That's exactly and then you have the like, point I was making. That you, mm-hmm. regardless if you want your child to be successful in the music business or find a way to get your child to the music business, you're just taking away the part. You're just taking away the issue that this man is a child predator. That doesn't matter. That's to right. You because you want your child to get into the business. Uh, you want your child to get into mm-hmm. the singing um, field. No, that's not right. And, then it, and if that's the that. case. He's not. He's not the route in. He's not the way in. There you, you know, go. Thank you. Right. And as you can see, I've never seen a prodigy, prodigy of his, except for Aaliyah, and she was underage, and he raped her, right. and he right. married her, and he was a predator when it came to her. She's the only one that you saw go someplace. Where have you ever seen anybody? You know, R. Kelly do anything for anybody else? I don't know of anybody coming out underneath him. I can't remember one single male or female. Since Aaliyah, me neither. Me neither. So I think so that's, I think that's what, because what? the block. I personally think because the block got hot, <laughs> and he decided that <laughs> it was a lot. It was a lot of quote unquote safer to write other people. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like he can come in contact. He got all these other people working for him, grooming them. But as long as the people aren't, Aaliyah was on the radar because she was. She got. She was popping. She became famous. Yes. So that became scrutinized because think about it, he could have done easily married two, three, four other child brides. Yep. But because they weren't yep. famous, we would never know about them. So he probably mm-hmm. somebody was just like, listen, if you do this again, you need to be low key. You need to just go, you know, get one of them do what pop pop girls. You know, well, somebody who had around because she was a, she was only nineteen when he married right. her. Uh huh. Yeah. You know, so he did get another child bride. She was only nineteen when she married him. You know, there you go. Look what happened, and we didn't know who she was. And we didn't know who she was. See, and we didn't even know that she was married until about five years ago. (laughs) 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 That's that secret. (laughs) (laughs) Like that's that kind of. I was gonna say Uh it's that kind of calculations. It's that kind of calculations that make me mad, because again, Aaliyah was famous. That made people to do, you know, start asking questions, wanting to find out more. But no one knew anything about Andrea. No one. That's right. Right. Nobody. There was nothing to say we need to find out about her. Even if you say she's a backup dancer. She, it wasn't mm-hmm. even like, oh, she toured with Janet Jackson. or something. Like, she wasn't, she wasn't Paula Abdul. She wasn't no choreographer. Nobody. So nobody was going to, you know, no one was going to look into it. And like I said, we found out about her when she became a uh, cast member of Hollywood Exes, and they were like R. Kelly's mm-hmm. next wife. I was like R. Kelly, who? I was, he was married. <laughs> I had no idea mm-hmm. and no clue. That was my you know. And then when I, I didn't know he was married. Yeah, 
And then when I had looked at you the know. show, you know, just one or two episodes because I couldn't get into the show. I'm sorry. But it was <laughs> about one or two episodes. And I was like, she doesn't look like his type. Not to say that I know his type. I don't know his type. Mm-hmm. But something just was off. It just didn't seem right. It didn't jive right. I'm trying to find out, you know, I think that he was with her because she looked older than she was. Right. Because yeah. even at 19, mm-hmm. she she didn't look 19. She looked like a, a grown-ass woman, you know what I'm saying? And I think mm-hmm. that that was his way of showing everybody else that, no, I have a grown woman with me, you know, and this is my cover. I'm married with children, so why mm-hmm. would I do this? That's what I thought. You know, and I I'm married thought the same children. thing. I thought that that was it, especially it, especially, again, once it started getting, you know, the the law started getting involved, and the trial mm-hmm. and everything like that, I found it very convenient, like, because that's what I learned maybe through, like, like a Vibe magazine or something, like, oh, no, mm-hmm. he's married. As if to say, well, because he's married, he can't be out here committing crime, <laughs> you know. <laughs> but that was know. like, oh, I think this is a bad cover. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. But that's some people's mindset. They think, well, he can't do this. He's married. He's, you know, he, he has kids. He's not doing that. No, it doesn't. It doesn't right. work that way. It doesn't matter. It does not work that way. <laughs> it does you not know? matter. And you know, like we we hit on this a little bit in Sunday's conversation, and then we brought it up again earlier in our conversation today. Like I think that his camp's also to blame. Like every single person in that camp, something should be Indeed. done with them too. Because I mean, from his brother Bruce. His ignorant behind in jail talking about he had a uh, preference. <laughs> what? Right. Is his preference? I don't get it. That's all I can you say. You know. Okay. Let me stay here. And, right. And then we saw mm-hmm. his former his former tour manager and his per, and his personal assistant Demetrius Smith tell us that he helped recruit the girls and he assisted in you know getting the girls for him and he's the one who witnessed R. Kelly marry Aaliyah and then his other bodyguard and his childhood friend or his security guard. Mm-hmm. Um, Jim mm-hmm. Pratt, who was talking about the whole lot. Like, I just feel like these men are just as guilty as he is. Oh, they my, are. My thought was, can can someone put them in jail? Because can someone go pick them up now? Okay, because yes. they were enablers. They did all. But you know, like I said, Garth R. Kelly, he is the blame. But everyone, some the people yes, around is. him play a part also. They play yep. a part. They they, uh-huh. they they allowed this to happen. Okay, so I feel as though they need to be, go to jail right behind R. Kelly. I agree, one hundred percent. One hundred percent. I think every last one the of whole them. lot. Yeah. Every and last again, one of them. Anybody who had any type <laughs> of um, knowledge and knew anything, they should definitely be brought up on some type of charges. Exactly. But again, because the, the 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 blatant arrogance of it all. Mm-hmm. Again, they didn't, it's not like they repeated the story to two or three other people. Like, if, if they said it to me, I'd have been like, so look at here, player. You, seriously, you yep. need to get counsel and don't do this mm-hmm. thing because you're going to find yourself linked up. You might get some charges behind this because I'd have been like, you, I need you to understand you broke the law. You facilitated right. in child sex trafficking. You was a willing yeah. participant in this. And I'm like, but your dumb butt didn't even know it. The, the people around you think it's okay. Like, it's just, it's the sickness and that it just ran rampant through the whole camp. 
Because, again, I'm going, yep. like, uh, you need counsel, and I don't think you should do this doc- documentary because you're guilty. Mm-hmm. But, well, you know, but here they are. Would have been, but here they are. Would have been, no, I'm not saying here they are sitting been, up there like it's all good. But mm-hmm. see, my response would have been, no, go ahead and tell your story so everybody can know what type of scum you are, so everybody can know you what are. you did. Tell your story. Yeah. Oh, you no, need no. to tell your story. Oh, I, oh, I agree. I'm just saying that I feel like the, the the spirit of ignorance is all the way around. Like, they told somebody, and no one said, yo, for real? You sound mm-hmm. like you broke the law. And mm-hmm. I'm just like, look at this. Like, are you serious? You know, I'm going, I don't know if you're doing this for fame. I don't know, you know, if you're clearing your conscience. Like, do it. But either mm-hmm. way, you still need counsel because... Definitely. If if I was any one of the parents or any of the girls, and I'm of age and I want to press charges, do it. Bring it all up. Mm-hmm. From the fact that he picked me out on the school playground, and this is the one that yes. used to drive me to my hair appointments, and that girl tell it all. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Every night, mm-hmm. all. Everything. Mm-hmm. And you know, yeah. I had a friend ask a friend asked me, you know, like, well. Well, why do you believe these girls? And I'm like, okay. <laughs> okay all right, I'm like, not give roll you, up my sleeves. Like, here we go. Full blown and go one by one of why I believe them. I'm going to tell you why I believe them. I believe them because I'm a woman, and I know okay. how easy it is to be manipulated. And not to say that we are not strong, not to say that we're not intelligent, not to say that we don't know better. But when we are in love, we are clouded. We stay in okay. stuff a little bit too long. We deal with things mm-hmm. that we normally wouldn't put up with. We, you know, allow yes. things that we normally would be like, oh, hell no, too. You know, so I know that even as a grown woman. Now, when I was younger, it was even worse. You know what I'm saying? And, yeah, it's, it's easy uh-huh. for somebody to come into your life, especially if you have, you know, if you have an absentee parent, if you don't have an absentee parent, if you have, you know, like self-conscious, self um birth issues and stuff like that, you know, you have all that. You have, um, if you were abused when you were younger, you're open up to it. You know, like so many things can happen in your young life that will open you up to a predator. And you don't know that these people are predators, but they're trained. They've trained themselves to be able to pick up on your weaknesses. And Mm -hmm. they feed off of that. And, you know, Mm -hmm. their representative comes and their representative tells you all these good things about the product. Mm -hmm. You know, Mm -hmm. the representative Mm -hmm. tells you Uh all these beautiful Uh things about the product and what you're going to get with this product. And if you stick by this product, how good your life is going to be. And you decide to use this product and you keep using this product and now you're addicted to the product and you don't know how to leave the product alone because in your world, when you first used it, you know, it cleared your face up. Now it's starting to break you right. out, but you don't know how to give it up because you try to get back to when it first cleared your face up. You understand what I'm trying to tell you? So that's why I believe these women. And also, and children are tr- one of them. I know that they're young, but I'm saying children are also trusting. Like, yes, that's the thing that so. really irritates me. I was just very like, much children so. are trusting. Yes. You believe very that trusting. adults who come into your life um, want to help you and care about you because if yep. whatever the surroundings are, they typically have engaged with people who care for them. A kindergarten teacher, you know, the mm-hmm. aunties and uncles and stuff, they are trusting. You know, so that, mm-hmm. just, that just sets me on fire when people say, well, why do you believe them? And I'm like, Thank children you. are trusting. 
Mm-hmm. Yes. Uh, and then I'm sorry, please another continue. major thing is, it's okay, when you look at these women tell their stories, not one of these people referred to him as R. Kelly. Nobody said R. Kelly did this, R. Kelly did that. This is surviving R. Kelly, and every single person referred to him as Rob or Robert because they weren't yeah. talking about this famous man that everybody else knew. They're talking about Robert Kelly, the man behind the, you know, behind the I Believe I Can Fly. Mm-hmm. Right. And that's what struck with me, too, because I was like, well, wow, not one of them called him R. Kelly. And everybody was like, who, R. Kelly? They was like, yes, Rob. Yes, Rob. Right, you know, they on a just, personal they, level. They, yeah, they were more on a personal level. It was not, you know, what R. Kelly said. And R. Kelly, because none of them knew him as R. Kelly, you know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. that's another thing that stuck with me, too, because I know, you know, you're going to speak about a person the way you know them. What's comfortable mm-hmm. for you? If they were lying, I feel, my personal opinion, if they were lying or if they felt like they were doing this for the fame, it would be so more so that, you know, well, me and R. Kelly, me and R. Kelly, because you're you're detached, you know? Mm-hmm. But that also said, oh, go ahead. Not only that, he married a 15-year-old girl, okay? Yes. That right there alone tells you that he he's a pedophile. You are a grown man, and you married a mm-hmm. 15-year-old girl, okay? Yep. That alone, that's his M.O. So that right there, that's why that's, I believe them because he married a 15-year-old girl, which tells me that he's mm-hmm. a pedophile, okay? Mm-hmm. And I that, believe him because I did see the tape, and it was a mm-hmm. child in there, and I did see mm-hmm. him pee on her, and I saw everything that he did to her. And I saw mm-hmm. even in the tape she was calling him daddy. I remember the tape like it was yesterday. She was calling him daddy, and every single person is like, you needed to call him daddy. And it's like every single thing that, that happened in that tape is what everybody else is saying too. So it's like how can you not believe these women? What are they getting out of this? They got more right. money not speaking than they're getting speaking. You understand what I'm trying to tell you? Right. Mm-hmm. And what I told because, you know, a guy, I guess, you know, my thing is just to shut him all the way down. You know, he asked, he was just like, you know, well, why? You know, it was a big threat. And I jumped on and I was just like, you know, why do you believe these women? And I said, because these are grown women recounting what happened to them when they were a child. And everyone was mm-hmm. just like, yeah, I was just like, because if a child could tell you at the time, you probably would be inclined to believe the child. Or, you know, a whole lot of people say, oh, the child's memory. But I was just like, yes, they are grown women telling you what happened to them when they were a child. And what people don't understand uh-huh. is when you recount something that happened to you as a child that affected you, you remember every detail of that. And I don't think people understand okay. that. If you were abused as a child, if somebody bullied you as a child, if somebody, you know, sexually molested you as a child, Anything that happens to you in your childhood that changed the course of your life, you be, you remember every single every piece of it. Every detail. Vivid, like it was yesterday. Trust me. Uh-huh. And, and these were these were traumatic experiences for these young ladies. Yes. Okay? And we forget that. And <clears throat> and, the, and to be able to tell your story like that and like on TV, and as you said, that, you know, People are watching this. 
And they are telling, mm-hmm. you know, this is what he did to me. Okay, they're telling their story. And for us to sit here and say, you know, um, why do you believe them? Thank I you. give that, you know, I, 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 I'm, just, I, I'm disgusted by that. Okay, right. because mm-hmm. like I said, just, just the simple fact that this man married a 15-year-old girl tells you that yes. he is a pedophile and that is his M.O. If a grown man mm-hmm. wants to be involved with a teenager, and this is a grown man, and he wants to be involved with 14 and 15-year-olds, that's a pedophile. Mm-hmm. That is a child predator, okay? That yep. is his M.O. He just didn't stop with Aaliyah, Okay. No, no. He d- it didn't stop. And I don't, even, I don't even think Aaliyah was the first. I, well, she wasn't there not at all. Because, That's because if you look at it. With her. Yeah, you know, like they were talking about, um, what was her name, Javante Cunningham, um, his backup mm-hmm. singer. She was like, she, he was telling them to go get some of their friends, and she brought one of her friends in. The friend was 14 right. years old. And he was uh-huh. having sex with her in the studio. Right. There you go. Uh-huh. So. It's like, you know, it didn't start and stop with Aaliyah. It, it, don't think that for a second if she was his first. No, she was his first public. Right, public. Exactly. exactly. You know, case. That was exactly. it. Exactly. And it's like, that's what shined exactly. the light on him because that went public. Right. And, you you know, Jeronda yep. Ger- Pace is probably the most vocal of everybody when it comes to what happened, um, you know, Inside that house, and yeah. mm-hmm. she um, has a book. What was the name of the book? Let me just remember what the name of the book is. So I don't say it. Is it's a life beyond abuse? So that's her book. Wow. And she said in the book, "I looked for love in the wrong places. It all ended with a one point five million dollar settlement, mental scars, and a lifelong STD, herpes." that I can't get rid of. I stopped accepting money from Rob in August of 2017 when I went public and told my story. Now, isn't it crazy that with these confidential settlement agreement and releases that they signed, without any admission of liability or wrongdoing, Kelly expressly denies engaging in any improper or wrongful conduct of any type of manner, but then agrees to pay a settlement amount in the six- and seven-figure range, I mean, where do they do that? <laughs> like, I'm not guilty. Right. I don't want to pay you to keep your mouth closed. Thank you. You know, if you, if, why are you paying a settlement if you didn't do anything? Thank you. In, in each of these settlements, it's like he 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 denies engaging in anything improper or wrongful, but I'm still going to pay you, and you can't talk about it. So what am I not right. talking about that you're paying me not to talk about? Exactly. Well, you know, I was going to say, I mean, we know we know that there's a, a lot of, I would say, like, legal press reason. Like, the thing that come, comes off top, because I've heard that argument, too, too. Um, mm-hmm. you know, I, I can see, I can, I can see probably why he paid. He was just like, if you pay her, pay her this amount, which is not much to you, and she can't talk mm-hmm. about it, we can make it go away. Like, you yep. know, either don't, you know, you know what I mean? So it's kind of like that whole, it, it was, that seemed like a cheaper deal now. Mm-hmm. It changed. But you know what I mean? It's, to him, he probably has like a discretionary, you know, millions here and there. That, yeah, sure. I could pay you. Mm-hmm. That's right. Keep quiet. So, and she's so not the only person saying, that like, he paid off. Right. That's why no, I'm just like, no. I'm not very much surprised. I 
you know, whether or not his, you know, his legal counsel, I don't know, you know, I don't know who all is the people in his camp, but you know what I mean? I was just like, mm-hmm. I can see how that argument was made, like pay her and shut her up and keep going. Because the whole time while you're negotiating this, you got a house full of yep. other <laughs> um, so, uh, there, there it is. It and, is crazy. you know, I should, it is. And I saw like last Wednesday they had um, a Cook County judge had said that they were going to go investigate the warehouse that he, they were showing in the documentary, the two-story warehouse where whose parents, I think it was jo- Joycelyn Savage's parents were outside yeah. throwing rocks at the window and everything. So they were going over there to investigate, and the investigation was today, as a matter of fact, and they found that the building did violate some codes. And so um, I don't know what they're going to do, but they also said that he may be evicted because he's behind in rent like 173000 plus. And he has, like, <laughs> one week to come up with it, plus legal fees. I mean, how are you going to house people in a, in a place that you're not even paying for? Like, <laughs> I, don't right. I don't understand. You know, and I wish that I know that I know there's reasons why you can't let the media in, but I wish that they'd be more forthcoming in what they found there. Like, what do you think was in there? I don't, I don't know. I don't, I don't know. know. And I, I, I was kind of. I was kind of wondering, you know, in my mind, I was just like, okay, so y'all are going to go there and at best, what, find a broken window? Like, I feel like mm-hmm. they, they, there's been plenty enough time. Mm-hmm. Even if they, even if they yeah. didn't start cleaning it out until the documentary, the documentary started to air. Documentary. They knew it was coming out. You know, so I was just mm-hmm. like, what are you really going to find? I mean, but then That's again, true. they sloppy as all get out. So <laughs> mm-hmm. like, I, I wasn't. I'm not surprised if they come back and be like, like you said, be like, well, the property is behind in payments and, you know, like, because I was just like, mm-hmm. I doubt if you're going to find a leftover VCR tape. Right. You don't know I wonder if they're going to, you know, like, I wonder if they found, like, the rooms that everybody was talking about, like, is, are they different rooms? I know it's in his mansion, but did he have, like, different rooms in the studio as well because, you know, who was it, Craig Williams that was saying that, you know, there's somebody sitting in this room and somebody in that room, and it was a two-floor two floor warehouse that he changed to a studio. So, I mean, what were you doing in two floors? You know, like, well, you what know, was up there? But, well, you mm-hmm. know, here's the thing. And, and, you know, again, I am no lawyer, but I'm just saying that those things that people will poke holes in there is the fact of the matter, I would have been like, okay, so let's get real. This man over years has wrote X number of hits. So it's not uh-huh. that far-fetched to believe that he converted this so that it would be comfortable for long periods of time. You know, we it's got true. a deluxe bathroom with a jacuzzi in it. You know what I mean? Like, I, I'm not that mm-hmm. shocked or surprised because we know of artists, you know, who have huge studios in their own home. And, and who actually like, well, basically live in the studio. That. You're right. Mm-hmm. So you know, yeah. I'm you know what I mean. Like like I said, I'm going like um, you know, you want you might want to say, well, look at this. They've got a red room, a pink room, you know, all these kind of things. But I, again, I would have been like, mm, I'm not all that surprised if he quote unquote lived <laughs> That's there. True. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like mm-hmm. I I need yep. something. I need like a security camera tape or something. I would I would love that, but I want to be like those things you probably not gonna find. It's true. So, well, I tell you what, I need. You know, that, okay, that, that warehouse, all that is well and fine, but what I need to happen, what I would like to see mm-hmm. happen is him brought up on charges for molesting these young girls. 
That's yes, what needs too. to happen. You know, the warehouse uh-huh. and all of that. I don't know what that I don't know what what, what that's supposed to mean and what they're gonna do with that. But mm-hmm. you know what you need to do and what needs to happen is he needs to be brought up on charges for molesting these young girls. He needs to be Definitely. brought up on charges for being able to help him. Because mm-hmm. I agree with that. You know, I agree because I agree. Right mm-hmm. And it's like yeah. um I wonder, and I want the know, radio station. I, I want the radio stations to stop playing this music. Just stop. yes, I, I want them to. Ooh, and it's girl. like they had a um, they had a rally this morning too. It's like so much stuff is happening. Like in this last week, this morning they had a rally outside of Sony and um, RCA Studios, telling them to drop him as an artist. And the mm-hmm. the sad fact of it all is they're not going to. You know why? Because he makes them too much money. Mm-hmm. When they see that everybody turns to him and he stops being a money, you know, a source of money for them, they'll drop him. But up until mm-hmm. then, they're going to back him. Because even in the documentary, what did they say? You know, we can't really do anything because he makes us too much money. Mm-hmm. Is he still making their money? I mean, who is? Yes. How is he still yes. making the money? Because he still because... has a catalog. Uh-huh. He's this got a little long. He's got a contract. Okay. He's got, mm-hmm. And I think about and all the, the music that... Too, yeah, and the thing is, too, did you listen... Uh, no, I didn't listen to the song. I looked at the lyrics. I'm not going to lie. He put out a 19-minute song, I admit, after this whole... I refuse to listen. I refuse to. I did not listen to the song. I don't know what the what the melody is. I can't tell you, but I read the lyrics. And in it, in one part, he admits that he can't read or write, so he got screwed on his contracts. So he uh, uh-huh. he doesn't own any of the rights to his songs. So oh, all so of the he's rights really to making those songs. Yes. So all of the rights to the songs are owned by the record company. That's how he's making the money. Oh, I believe it. I mean, look, listen. Mm-hmm. You know, you know, you making somebody money, and they allowing you carte blanche. That whole trapped in, in the closet. I mean, right. that mm-hmm. was bizarre and yeah. entertaining all at the same time. And I was just like, "Who's financing this, Sony?" I was just like, "Yeah, that makes up." Yep. The, the catalog. I was just like, "He is probably linked and tied to them." He may write other people money. That's write uh, write other people hits. That's how he makes money. But yep. he's not making, you know, one hundred percent on that. Sony is no right. They getting you know a they chunk are. of it. He might only be getting thirty of it. But he, if he keeps yep. cranking them out, and you know, and he's people got songs all over the place. They ain't gonna let him out of yep. the contract. No. Right. Yeah. I mean, he's made so many songs. You know, even like with Lady Gaga, and that's like a whole different realm of you know. R&B. So he has uh-huh. a new set of fans when he did that with Lady Gaga. So that was like millions of dollars and millions of dollars that he made for this record company. They're not looking to let him go because regardless of what we think, he's still making these hits for them. We don't know what songs he's written as of late. You know what I'm saying? We don't know what he's done as of late. It, it You know, some people are just amazed to even find out he did like You're Not Alone. For Michael Jackson, it's like, okay, we knew this, but a lot of people didn't. It's like, oh my God, he wrote that? You know, so... You never know the extent of what he's been doing for these record companies. You know, you don't know if he's been ghostwriting things, whatever the case may be. But I, I had no idea that he didn't own the rights to his music until I was nosy and listened to the lyrics to this song because I was like, I admit, I want to know what the hell he's admitting. He admitted nothing. 
I, I couldn't listen to it. I, I stopped listening to it. I didn't listen years to it. I, I, I read the lyrics. Did. I did not listen. I, I read the lyrics, which was which was bad yeah. enough because it was twenty minutes. I can't get back. <laughs> but you, but you, you know. But I, to, I told you, I'm like that. I needed to know what the hell he was talking about. And in it, he admitted that he may have had some relationships that other people don't agree with. Um, yeah, you were with a fourteen year old, you know. But right. he didn't hurt anybody. <laughs> Or anything like yes, that, but did. no, I, I I can't, yeah, I can't get behind it. And I'm like, if, if Bill Cosby is 81 years old and blind, and he's serving three years, they got to do something with R. Kelly. Mm-hmm. They, they but have to again, do something with it. Again, it still comes down to the fact that we're talking about black black girl women. Bingo. And, and the, white, and, the, yep. and the white woman that they were able to nail Cosby on. Yep. I think, and that's I what think, I said, I too. Story, somebody, yeah. Go ahead. No, I, that, that was the thing. Because we all oh, know no, that I if was, it was a black woman, who knows? He probably would be, you know, out here. In thank the you. And that's what I said, too, because my friend, we had this whole conversation. And he came back. Well, why do you think, you know, um, they got Cosby you know, do you believe those women? And I was like, at the end of the day, I don't know who believed them or who didn't, but at the end of the day, they weren't black women. These were a lot of white women saying that a black man, you know, put something in their drink and raped them. So mm-hmm. in everybody's mind, he's guilty. Regardless of if he's guilty or not, he's guilty. Not saying that right. I don't believe still, those women. I, be, I believe those women too. But I believe those day, women. It's more, I believe those women too. But that, like you said, they, yeah, they figured it's, out it's, how to get, how to bring up charges. Yeah, but for for R. Kelly, you can't figure out how to bring up charges. It's the exact same right. story, except he didn't put nothing in their drink. But let's remember, they did bring up charges for that fourteen year old girl, but her parents would not testify. Would not to say yeah. that there it is, door. and then. Like I said, what's so spooky about that is this girl is still with him to this day. I cannot get over mm-hmm. that. Every single person in that document documentary basically said that they've seen her or they've had sex with her too, and she's still with him to this day. And the family's still mm-hmm. with him to this day. Like, how much money did he pay you to make you just say, like, your daughter's life didn't mean anything? Like what right. to your daughter's okay. Well, I was gonna say, sadly, that sadly that is how abuse works. You know what I mean? Like mm-hmm. this one is a different kind of stronghold than everybody else. That's 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 the only thing that I could think of is that this is a different kind of stronghold, and um, it's true. You know, like because. Because as much as we want to understand it, we can't. Because we're just like, wait, what? Mm-hmm. <laughs> we just we can't. And the only thing I can do is one of those like release, let let it go to God, and just be like, this is a different kind yes. of stronghold. Because it doesn't well, yeah. it doesn't make sense. It doesn't make sense to anyone. Sense. But she's still there. And yeah. that saddens me. That makes me sad. It really does. Me too. Yeah, and she's still there. You know. Um, she doesn't have, I mean, she didn't have the support of her parents. If her, you know, if you think about this, if her parents are saying that, you know, it wasn't there, they did not testify, what is she to think? Mm-hmm. Okay, my parents Thank didn't you. have an issue with it, so why should I? Mm-hmm. Exactly. You know? And 
That might and be that's usually mindset. the thing when it comes to abuse, too. It's like you tell your parent mm-hmm. and they don't believe you. Or they try to hush you up like, okay, well, you know, it happened, but let's just forget about it, you know. And then it's mm-hmm. like you're scared to tell anybody else and you're scared to act on it because now, well, if the most important person in my life didn't believe me, who else, you know, nobody will. So let me just shut exactly. up and just deal with whatever's, whatever's happening. And it's like maybe this is the norm. And she just took it to be the norm and she's exactly. still with him. Because I was going to say this, this is, this is like, this is, this is my life. This is how it is. You know, mm-hmm. sometimes, you know, you want to tell people, like, you ain't got to live like this. And mm-hmm. just keep living that way. And you're just like, you got options. And there's no getting through <laughs> to them. <laughs> you know? Yeah, sure. So. Yeah. He was, I mean, and he was victimized at 14 years old. So, you're you know, right. at 14 years old, you didn't have your parents there to support you. You didn't have your parents there fighting for you. So, you know, you, you're seeing all of this. So you, in her mind, her 14-year-old mind, and when, she might be, and when it comes to that, she may still think the same way that the 14-year-old girl, the 14-year-old her saw it. You know, my parents didn't That's do right. anything, so it's okay. You know? Uh-huh. It's just terrible. The, the whole thing is just terrible. And I mean, I just feel, I just hope that, more people will take the time to look at this documentary and not just look at it, pay attention to it and listen. You know what I'm saying? Like, pay attention mm-hmm. to the stories that these ladies are telling. Look at the similarities between the stories that they're telling. Look at the pain in their eyes when they're relaying these stories. You know, like, uh-huh. and pay it's, it's just to so your own, own, Pay attention yes. to your own kids. Pay attention to what's going Thank on you. around your, your own kids. You know, yes. your kids. Because you just never know. You, know, we, you just we have, never there, know. There are Kellys in you there are Kellys in families also. <laughs> Family friends. Yeah. Girl. So yeah. come on. <laughs> and you know? you know, it's like it used to be uh, you know, like a running joke even before it's like, okay, you, you have the dirty uncle or the dirty cousin or the dirty neighbor or something like that. It's like, oh, mess around, I'm gonna send you over to, you know, so and so's house. Like <laughs> you know, like that was the warning. Play with me, uh-huh. and I'm going to send you to Uncle Derek, you know, and that was your warning. Like, okay, let me straighten up before she sent me over to this fool house for real, you know. And it's like we know growing up that, you know, like sexual <clears throat> sexual assault is real. We know that yeah. rape mm-hmm. is real. We know that abuse is real, you know. So why is it so hard for society to get a grip on this and realize that, this is real. You know, this is not made up. They didn't do a documentary and just said, okay, let's get some scripted actresses in here to tell some stories and just, you know, write right. somebody. They're doing this because this man has been doing this for over 25 years. And there's proof in every single thing for 25 years. You have the proof. Just because, like Iris said, just because he was found not guilty does not mean that he's not guilty. Exactly. Exactly. But people have got to get to a point that they are believing, you know, believing women and believing black women. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Like, I'm like, I'm like, y'all got to do some soul searching. I don't understand why this is so hard. (laughs) Yep. You know, but people have got to do some soul searching. Um, And 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 just to briefly, you know, I noticed you touched upon, you know, the, the, you know, playing his music, the, you know, the hashtag mute R. Kelly. 
You know, I'm, mm-hmm. I'm, I was saying, I was just like, listen, I'm not saying to wipe out his catalog because, one, we don't know all the songs that he wrote or anything like that, and I really don't care. Mm-hmm. But you don't have to play his music. Uh, you know, everyone else, you know, yeah. other artists, if they want to keep playing and stuff like that, you know, I don't know and I don't care because I'm not saying that, you know, I, could, I couldn't hum what he wrote for uh, Lady Gaga. So if they play it, I wouldn't know what it is. So, you know what I mean? I'm mm-hmm. just like, everybody else, I really don't really care. If they can make that own decision for themselves. But they don't mm-hmm. have to play his stuff. And, like, the truth of the matter is, I mean, maybe there's a segment of the population because here's the thing. I can't say that he's coming out with a lot of hits. I also don't follow him. But in the event yeah. he comes out with another, you know, something that he knows that catches on in our community, he come out with another little Step in the name of love type of thing. That's when we as Don't people have to it. be like, okay, player, I see what you try to do here. We're not buying mm-hmm. it. We're not playing it. Right. You know? Right. Um, and I know that lots of people are like, but that's my jam. I'm like, you know, we as a people, we're creative. There's lots of other oh, songs. Mm-hmm. We, can, we can find one. I mean, darn it, we'll make we'll make we'll make a line dance out of just about anything. Out of anything, yes, thank you. Out there. <laughs> because let me tell you, I was you know I, mm-hmm. I, recently I was um you know doing an event with someone, and the DJ I told the DJ do not play R. Kelly. I said we don't play R. Kelly in here. He said, oh no problem. Mm. So it's not that hard. Okay. <laughs> no, it's not. It's not. It really is not. <laughs> and, 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 and if people I was find old. themselves, oh, I was saying, and if people mm-hmm. find themselves in that situation, then this is where you have your own personal protest. Be like, <laughs> you just yes. look at your partner and just be like, oh yeah, I gotta sit down. We gonna sit it, down. Because right. I understand you can't control everything, but you know, mm-hmm. right? Exactly. And it's like but I, I, I moment, sat down on the train this morning, and there was a, a there was a female, a black woman sitting next to me. Well, not woman. She was a woman, maybe young 20s, mid-20s. And, you know, she had her music blasted. And I'm sitting there, I'm like, well, I know this song. And I'm listening, and it's R. Kelly. I'm a flirt. And I just, like, looked at her. (laughs) And everything in me wanted to say something. And I was like, you know, you got to pick your battles. (laughs) Yeah, right, right, right. You know. It's like I don't know this lady, this this young woman. I don't know how violent she's going to get or how loud she's going to get. This, there this, you go. To a point right. where I, I want to beat somebody down for R. Kelly. No, I don't. I'm not going to go that far with it. You understand? What I'm trying to tell you, but it's just like it 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 upset me. It really angered me mm-hmm. to to sit mm-hmm. there and she has this. You know, she's listening to this and proud about it, and then it's like like you just I don't know. It's just something about. Supporting him still is just a slap in the face to these women who were abused by him. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's, yeah. That's, oh, I, I agree. Oh, no. And I was going to say, I, I was going to say, I agree. And I was going to say, even though based off of the age that you're, you know, putting her in, she wouldn't mm-hmm. have been, like, grade school, second or third grade when that came out. Yeah. So mm-hmm. he clearly has either downloaded, went to the Spotify, I don't know, to find mm-hmm. out, find this music because it is readily available, and it is. um, some that some people, not saying some people, and I don't want to say that she's morbid, but that's how it works for some people. Some people are like, well, what's yeah. the hype? And they're going to tune in because you're or, saying to yourself, yeah. I'm just like, 
That song is that song is very like I, I'm not sure, but I know the song. But that song feels very 2002ish to me. So yeah, it's about ten years away. It's about ten plus, you know. <laughs> right. So it's just like you know this this was not this was not her college jam. So <laughs> there was no need for not to be like pumping it. So you know it's just like well why is this? Do you want to? Is it that you now you want to become a R. Kelly super fan? Now that I would be interested to know. But, but I don't know you are jumping on the bandwagon like they really want to become an R. Kelly super fan. They want to back him up. They want to believe in him. And guess what? I'm going to tell you like this. All of these ladies and all of these girls on this documentary were also R. Kelly super fans. They were in love mm, with this man. They were yes. in love with his music. There is nothing that you couldn't tell them about this man. They they saw everything that happened. They did not believe it. Jeronda Pace, mm-hmm. the, the one that I keep saying because she's so she's the most vocal and she's been every uh-huh. place and she's like really trying to make this message clear that this man is a predator. She you know went to his trial. That's how he met her. Fourteen years old. Mm-hmm. She's going yeah. to his trial every single day, sitting in the courthouse. Because she felt like as if he was not guilty. And what mm-hmm. did she say? When mm-hmm. she got into the house, the same girl on that videotape, she met her in the house. Mm-hmm. She met her in yep. the house. So I'm sitting here as a super fan thinking that you are the best thing ever, and then I meet the girl that's on the tape, and you were the one in the court talking about, you never seen her. You don't know who that is. <laughs> and here she is in the flesh. <laughs> Thank mm-hmm. you. Uh, yeah. You know, so it's crazy. like, you know, these all start out as super fans. You got to learn how to, you know, separate. Just like they're separating R. Kelly from Robert, you have to separate R. Kelly from Robert, too. Yeah, you may love R. Kelly's music, but R. Kelly, the real R. Kelly is a monster. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Which should make yeah. it a little bit, which should make it a bit difficult to listen to the music. Mm-hmm. You know, I have That's I have taken is. a tail feather or two to a, many of R. Kelly's songs. And mm-hmm. even, you know, having, like, it's one thing, like I said, I have my thoughts and suspicions, and I was just like, yeah, I think he is, you know, I think he's personally a shady character. This is even before, you know, when all this is going on. So I continue to shake a tail feather, sing along, and step in the name of love. Yep. And then you get this, and I'm just like, you know, it's just not the same. <laughs> it's Mm-mm. not the same, people. It's not the same. I was just like, yeah. When you know better, you do better. You know. You do. Um, and I would say, sadly, you know, you don't. You may not have put in a face to the rumors, but now you mm-hmm. see them. And I'm just like, that's right. oh yeah, no, okay, I got and it. And I think I that's what it. this documentary did for a lot of people. Surviving R. Kelly made it real. You know, you hear the stories and everything like that. It's like hearing about the boogeyman. You're not going to believe in the boogeyman until you see him. You understand what I'm trying to tell you? So we finally saw the boogeyman. Now we believe it. And mm-hmm. I think that's what, that's what took me away from his music. Because, I mean, I'm, I'm a, I was a huge R. Kelly fan. And not, you know, R. Kelly the person, his music. I loved his music. And at the end of the day, I'm not going to take away his talent. He's very talented. But underneath that talent is something else that I just can't get with now, that I really, really know. I heard stories and, you know, I knew, but I didn't know. And, as a, you know, when you're younger, you you just, like, put shit to the side. Exactly. Like, okay, that that's, 
that's important, but it's not important. You know, I hear it, but yeah, whatever. Yeah. You know, I'm still going to, like you said, step in the name of love, and I'm still going to be a flirt, and I'm still going to do this, and, you know, Chocolate City this, and TP2, and every single thing. Like, I had his whole catalog. I knew I know R. Kelly's songs inside out. I'm not a super fan, but I love his music. I loved his but music, himself, you know? Yeah, but when I watch Surviving R. Kelly, I cannot listen to his music. I I tried, and I tested myself. I put on the song, and I was like, I can't do this. And I had to turn it off because my skin was crawling. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. That's because my also, you know, this, you as, as, a, as a woman, listening to another woman's story, and we mm-hmm. all know about being harassed. We know about mm-hmm. the things that we have to do to try to protect ourselves so that we aren't sexually assaulted. And it's just like it's. You, your heart goes out because whether they willingly walk through the door, but you're like, oh, girl, and you didn't know how to get out, and no one was helping yep. you get out. In fact, they were keeping you in. It's like you, you, you feel for them, so it's not, it just doesn't feel the same. And the, and the sad fact is that it wasn't like it was just him barricading the door. Like, it was a team of people. I'm like, yes. they didn't have a chance. They really didn't have a chance. Not at all. And so it makes it it makes it that much more harder because I think you know for me I you're not saying it was a block but again didn't feel left or right about it like other mm-hmm. than like uh, I ain't all that shocked like if more charges came out I'd be like I ain't shocked but it didn't True. the music didn't affect me but now when you realize I'm just mm-hmm. like oh no that was a team of people and look at these women and they and they are actually trying to survive this situation. It's just it yep. makes it it makes it that much harder, you know. Um, and but like I said, I just try true. to do my little piece and and you know and do my mm-hmm. own little protest because you know I know I'm that's gonna right. find myself in situations and someone's gonna play it and I'm gonna be like, yeah, that's not my thing. If you want to talk about it, I'm we gonna can. sit down. That's <laughs> right. Mm-hmm. But and, yeah. you know what? When you know when you know better, too, you know with, better. Yeah, what what helps me leave it alone because. Um, I forgot who had said it on there, but they were like, um, all of his songs are personal. They're about a female. Like, yeah. if, if you listen to his songs and lyrics, they, everything is written for somebody. And I'm like, okay, so he's sitting here telling me his experiences with these women. And this, you might be talking about a 14-year-old that you want to bump and grind with. You know what I'm trying to tell you? So it just, mm. it just made the song... It made the song dirty to me now. Like, like, <laughs> right. you know, so right. I think like, that's I, look, bothering I, I me I missed now. that piece, but when you said it, I'm like, mm, no, that's really not good. Ooh, no. Mm-hmm. They were like each of his because they are, they are quite sexual with, with, with what he's going through. Yep. Yeah. So yeah, no, yeah. can't do it. So yeah, no, Iris, I I'm going to ask it you. Yeah, mm-hmm. what do you hope when all of this is cleared and you know? Because this is this is going to go on for a minute. I don't think that it's going to die down no time soon. What do you hope happens you know, to R. Kelly in the end? You know, Michelle. Unfortunately, I do think it's going to die down. That's the unfortunate thing. Mm-hmm. But I would really like to see R. R. Kelly um, prosecuted, convicted yeah. for his crime. Mm-hmm. He did a rape tape. People keep referring to it as a P tape. That's a rape tape. That's a rape tape. Okay? That's true. He was raping a, a, a 14-year-old girl. So, no, I don't want to hear P tape. Let's call it what it is. It's a rape tape. Mm-hmm. Okay? 
then there's other victims out there that we probably don't even know right. about. So yep. I would like to see him convicted. I would like to see him convicted. I would like to see him prosecuted and convicted for his crimes. That's what I like. I would like to see happen to him. And I would like for people to stop listening to his music. I really would. That bothers yeah. me that people continue to listen to his music because in my mind, it's not that hard to stop listening to this man's music. It's not. This alone, just knowing that he has a rape tape out there, that he had a rape tape mm-hmm. out there that you could buy on any corner, and that disturbs me as well, that you could buy this tape anywhere of this little 14-year-old mm-hmm. baby being degraded, being raped. You could buy yep. it anywhere. That disturbs me deeply. So that alone should let you, to tell you I shouldn't be listening to his music. That alone should disgust you, disgust you, you know. Mm-hmm. You should be disgusted by that. You should be disgusted Definitely. by that. And that alone should tell you I shouldn't be listening to his music. Or I don't want to listen to his music because I'm disgusted. That alone mm-hmm. should disgust you. It really should. And I don't understand mm-hmm. why it doesn't, you know. And it bothers me. And I go back to saying, you know, before I could, you know, when the, when the DJ was setting up, you know, for the, 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 the you know, the, the, what we were having, I told him, mm-hmm. we're not paying our, playing R. Kelly here. We don't, we, we don't, we don't do that. We're not going to listen to him. That's right. He had no, I don't know if he had R. Kelly, R. Kelly music or not. But he said, okay, no problem. Mm-mm, we're not yeah, doing there's other things See, These are the play. things that you it, Right, mm-hmm. exactly. So, like, like, like Aisha said. Now, I can't control something that if that's not, you know, I'm not a part of that event, and I'm so I can't control that. But I can control not dancing to it. I can, and if I choose, I can control. I'm out of here because y'all are still playing yep. this man's music, knowing uh-huh. what he did. How disrespectful True. to these girls! You don't care. Yes. You know, you can't be outraged. And still listen mm-hmm. to his music. I'm sorry, they don't. They don't. They, Thank they, you. They, 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 they go hand in hand. If you're outraged, right. you cannot listen to his music. You cannot listen right. because I'm telling you, it, you said it so perfectly. Because when I tried to listen to something afterwards, I just wanted to see if I was able to, and I could not. I could not. I had to turn it off. And every single right. song that I had of his on my playlist, I had to delete. Delete, delete, delete. Mhm. I just, yeah, I, you know, it, so it wasn't hard for me. You know, I can't speak for anyone else, but it wasn't hard for me. I stopped listening to his music. It just wasn't hard for me. Yeah. Like you know, like I said, I, and, 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 and to answer, you know, I'm, I'm and I think I answered the question, but I'm just going to say it again. I want him to be prosecuted and jailed for what he did. Mhm. That's what needs How about to you, Aisha? That's what I would like to see. <laughs> That's right. Um, okay. <laughs> um, what do I want? Yes. I, in addition to uh, Robert uh, going to jail, I really, really, really would like the everyone in his camp to have charges. Uh-huh. Yeah, that part and, too. And prosecute it. Because I think that that would help send a even big, bigger message. Um, moving past that, I would like for I, I would like for everyone to I would li- I would like for people to become aware of uh, mm-hmm. sex trafficking. Mm-hmm. I would like for 
the dialogue to continue in the black community to say, listen, if you know, you know about the family members, you know about the whispers and the conversations mm-hmm. and things like that. Mm-hmm. I want you to believe black girls. I want, I want our brothers to our black men to extend some compassion beyond their own daughter and their mama right. or their sister. There you go. I want yeah. you to extend there that compassion go. to all black girls. Like, really listen to the stories of your homegirl. Ask your homegirl what was it mm-hmm. like being 16 years old riding the number six train and the thing, the thing yeah. that we, you know. And, like, I really want you to hear what we, the perils that we had to go through. And I want you to extend that compassion. Uh, so I would like that type of dialogue so that, you know, they can understand the love because we know they love us. We know they care. But I want you to really hear it so that when another black woman steps forward and tells her story, I don't want you to jump into, you know, this gold digging hoe and all that kind of stuff. Like, I want you, mm-hmm. you know, besides saying, you know, if this was your mama or your sister, because I think they have a hard time doing it. I just want them to extend that compassion. Mm-hmm. Um, so, mm-hmm. yeah, so. So charges, I'll need the camp around him to get, yep. get prosecuted and, 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 and face some serious time. I would like people to be aware of sex trafficking um, and uh-huh. the effects and things like that because I just think that they overlook it. I think I, I think that they just, you know, blame the victim. And, um, yes. and, yeah, and yeah, like I said, I want people too. to extend the compassion. Yeah. And, and we as a people in our community – to start talking about it and let it be known, be like, no, you know, believe, believe black, believe children when they said someone touched them inappropriately. Mm-hmm. I want us to fight hard for our children, our babies, because I just think sure. there's too many people that just dismiss what a child said. And, you know, it's just like, mm-hmm. listen, children will tell you things that granted, they do tell tales, but if they're going to tell you something, yep. they tell them to you straight. Like listen to mm-hmm. them and stop so. stop stop saying that when 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 you're told when they tell they're saying they're those fast tail girls, okay? Oh, yeah. that. girl, stop it. Mm-hmm. You know that narrative. That's true. I mean, it just gets to my the narrative. Why is it that black and girls that's, are fast? Thank you. And at the end of the day, most some of these some of these girls were, you know, virgins. And he took their mm-hmm. virginity. So mm-hmm. please, yeah. you know, like I said, I was known as a fast tail girl. Trust me. I, all I used to hang out with was boys. I was a tomboy, but I didn't look like a tomboy. But everybody thought I was a tomboy because, like, the way I am now, developed and everything, I was like this at 12 years old. So I had the big breasts, the butt, the legs, the thighs, all this, and all I hung out with was boys. My whole life. But that was unfair. Because, that was unfair to yeah, you. I know. And only mm-hmm. because, like, females mm-hmm. were catty. I didn't like fighting with the girls and getting into the makeup, and I wasn't one of those. You know, I, I didn't want to do mm-hmm. all that. I just want to talk about real real shit and do some real things and have some good fun. And so the guys were doing that. And I didn't have to worry about all the cutesy stuff. I wasn't a cutesy girl, still still not to this day. You know, I mean, I could put on my pieces and, you know, throw a little makeup on when I want to, but I, I, I just ain't that. You know, I never have been. I have had the most of my relationships are definitely with gay men or just men. That's where my relationships and my foundation is. I'm sorry, but that's who I am. And mm-hmm. I was younger, and I was with all these guys, and you couldn't tell my family that I wasn't doing stuff with these guys. 
You couldn't tell them anything. Oh, my God, I was fast. I was this. I was hot. I was whatever. And the truth of the matter was, and I was like 14, 15, 16, I didn't lose my virginity until I was 18 years old, and I lost it to my son's father. Mm-hmm. But you couldn't tell him that. And I was with my son's and father I, from the time I was 13 years old. We didn't have sex. From the time I was 13 years old to the time I was 23 years old. And but we I didn't think that's so unfair. That's so unfair Definitely. to label like, put that on, like, yep. girl, there's a whole nother sexuality mm-hmm. conversation that we can have about yes. that. Oh, we're definitely that going to have this one. Sets me, it sets me on fire because I want to say, yes, I'm going to say this much. Even if, and I'm let's just say I'm putting it young, and I say younger because it's younger than me. A 30-year-old woman that looks at a 12-year-old girl and says she's fast, I want to turn to that 30-year-old woman and say, okay, so, and your part in this, are you teaching her about her body? Are you Thank making you. sure that she's responsible? Like, what are you doing other than hurling a name at a child? Mm-hmm. Like, That's right. And you know, and I want to say, and now when you were 12 years old, even if you did, even if your hormones was raging and you realized <laughs> mm-hmm. that's what I like, I was going to say, yep. did you really act on it? And if you did, it probably was with, unfortunately, some grown man. It was you not know, mm-hmm. like, I'm sorry. This abuse yeah. just goes on and on and on. on, and so on I, just, and I on. get so mad. I get so, girl. I'm sorry, you definitely saying what you and, want. No, it's okay. That's it, like that's why I think like we definitely have to have this sex roles conversation because it, it's it's relevant, and I think we need to put that into a couple of a couple of episodes too because it's so much stuff going on right now in this world that I'm seeing, and I know you all see. And like you said, we again we are ignoring and we're not facing it up front, and we're not talking about it. And you know our society. Us as a people, we're always like, you know, what happens at home stays at home. You know, we're always told not to discuss, you know, home life outside and things like that. And all of that needs to stop because that's why people like R. Kelly are able to do what they can do. Because Uh they're always Mm -hmm. told to to Mm -hmm. hold everything in and not tell anybody and to keep it secret. And all these secrets is what has so many of us messed up to this day. All these secrets yes. is what makes us stay with people that we shouldn't be with. All these secrets is what, you know, makes us feel like as if we're a failure if our relationship fails. When you are so much a success, if you can walk away within the first, you know, two to five days instead of two <laughs> to five years, you know. So it's like uh-huh. we, we have a lot to discuss this year. We got a lot going on. But, yes, you know, we as do. far as R. Kelly, I hope him and his camp gets to experience the mm-hmm. prison that up for these young ladies, where yes. someone else controls mm-hmm. when they eat, and sleep, use the bathroom, Ooh. move from room to room, what they wear, who they communicate with, and everything else. And I especially hope that someone trains them on the inside, like he trained these little girls on the outside, and shows yes. them what they like and how they like it. That's yes. Yes. Look, and let that be a lesson to them all. Huh. Mm-hmm. Oh, gosh. That would be... That would be ideal. Oh, that would be ideal. Thank you. Mm-hmm. So before yeah. we close out, I just want to pull something off to the side now. We're going to talk about R. Kelly in the documentary, and I hope everybody takes some time to actually look at Surviving R. Kelly, listen to these women's stories, have a little bit of compassion, look at it with an open heart and an open mind, and don't judge. This is a non-judgmental zone. 
you need to look at these stories and just hear what they're saying to you. It's not for you to draw your own opinions or to cast a shadow or cast a shadow of doubt and anything else. It's just for you to look and listen. That's what they put this out for, for you for. It's for information. Take the information for what it is. But mm-hmm. just take some time and look at it for anybody who has not seen it yet. So in the aftermath of all this, last Wednesday the night, the journalist that was on there, um, Torre, girl, who was speaking out about yes. R. Kelly, did you see that he was called out for sexual harassment too? Mm-hmm. Yes, it was. So, yes, yes. Her name is Danny, and it's like at Danny the makeup artist. She says that her post has said every Monday. I used to work with him on a show in 2017, and he couldn't stop asking me to do anal. How I looked naked. If I had sex over the weekend, would it be like? What would it be like to f me? But she used the f u c k me. What his cum would look like on my face. I had to have the crew stay in the room with me while I got him ready. And when I left, I called HR. He got fired instantly. He wrote me a huge apology for doing that in my DMs. Still have it. He did a 2020 shoot in 2018, and I was there, and he walked out, told the producer that he was embarrassed because he was inappropriate with a staff member. She said he really needs to take a seat. Now, Tore released a statement that said, on the show, our team, including myself, engaged in edgy, crass banter that at the time I did not think was offensive for our tight-knit group. I am sorry for my language and for making her feel uncomfortable in any way. As a lead on the show, I should have refrained from this behavior. I have learned and grown from this experience. Now, if that ain't the pot calling the kettle black, your thoughts, ladies? <laughs> your Girl. Thoughts, Girl. Iris? Miss huh? Iris? What, what, yes. what, you think? what you think about Mr. Torre? What you think about Mr. Torre? Mr. Torre should have sat down somewhere, okay? Mm-hmm. <laughs> you going, going on here doing a documentary and look at what you've been accused of. Yeah, you probably should Thank have you. sat this one out. <laughs> you uh, have definitely. Sat this I, one out. Aisha, did you see all that in the news? Yes, 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 indeed. Because <laughs> um, I was all... I, so so here so here's the thing and I was just saying that again it is the it is culture of people who are in authority and power yep abusing and misusing because here's the thing whether or not like let's let's I'll, let's just say they all yes in that tight knit group engage mm-hmm. in this type of discussion and everything like that I want to say that, you know, dude, this is not your first job. You really should be able to, you know, I would say anything, protect your money. And when I say protect your money, mm-hmm. you're like, okay, so listen, I get it, all of them talk like that, but I want you to set the stage and be like, listen, I know that y'all have y'all own outside relationships and whatever goes on on the weekend and stuff like that's y'all business. But when we get here, mm-hmm. we're going to talk about makeup, get dressed, get all that kind of good stuff, like, not here, yep. not where I get my money. What y'all do on mm-hmm. your own time is y'all own thing. And and that way, and then I would say, and then on top of that, sir, don't even be engaging this, it, it with people that it can be perceived that you are using your power and influence over. But they can't yeah. help themselves. You know? It's true. It's, this is not sadly a woman that he started dating online or, you know, or anything mm-hmm. like that and 
and he could claim that they had a relationship. I ain't saying that's any better because um, that's something else that's completely right. different. But I'm like, dude, this is your place of business. And then you sit up here and do the work, and you don't even recognize the role that you played that you in another thing. level of yep. abuse. I was just like, oh, they just, to me, I was just like, we have got to really break down a lot of these the, 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 these institutions, these constructs, because they're missing the point. Mm-hmm. Missing the point Definitely. altogether. I'm like, yeah. player. Yeah. Player, this is your job. You realize that, right? <laughs> Thank you. Girl. And I think in his mind, you know, what R. Kelly did was dirty because this was with young girls. And what he did right. was dirty because mm-hmm. he actually had sex with them. But what I did was okay because this was a grown woman and she could handle it. And it's like, Nobody wants those advances, especially not how you're coming exactly. at Exactly. Every single thing that you said was very disrespectful. How can you, how can anybody who's not your girl or your woman and y'all do dirty talk or y'all doing role, you know, role playing or something, you, you know, and that's where it's, it's warranted. But anybody, she's there to do her job and you're talking all this crass, nasty, and then disrespectful, and degrading and the, and stuff to her. And then on top of that, I'm like, dude, okay. It's consent. I don't. I get it. You think that she's old enough; she can handle it. And you attribute her silence as to be as mm-hmm. to agreeing. And I'm going because you didn't. It never dawned on you to say, "Hi." So I find you attractive, which is a whole different level of wrong. And so now thing. I am Thank going you. to engage in craft conversation with you. Blink one. If you like it, blink too if you really like it. Like, those were her <laughs> options. Like, I'm like, dude, right. dude, you did not, you get, you sent, you gave her, you sent her, sent, you, you engaged in her in a way that in your mind, she down with. Like, mm-hmm. did you ever ask her? Did you ever ask? Because I get it. You think that her silence means that she was okay with it. That doesn't mean that. And you never circle back around. That doesn't even make sense anyway. Huh? That doesn't even even make sense to think that silence means it means that I, means that right, I agree with it. That doesn't even make sense. It's, exactly. It's just it's just so wrong, and I'm just like, dude, it's not. It's really yeah. not that hard. It's really not that Mm-mm. hard. Not at all. It's not. Mm-mm. Because <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's not that hard. But they, but yeah. but unfortunately, society, society, unfortunately, society teaches males that this whole hyper masculinity, this whole sexual inappropriate, is okay. That if she doesn't say mm-hmm. anything, she agrees to it. You know, and and like that that's crazy because in their mind, no means. And screaming and clawing eyes out, and I'm like, it, it don't have to be all of that. Don't have to play all of that. That's right. Well, I yeah. just tell you, <laughs> that just took me for a loop. I was like, wait a minute, Torres? <laughs> and mm-hmm. he's the one who even interviewed him back in 2008 when R. Kelly was backpedaling and talking. Mm-hmm. Oh my God, just just as ignorant as he want to be. Well, what, what, what you mean by teenage? How young is teenage? What? <laughs> Mathematics like, of it all. I don't even know. 
I, I yeah, just I want men it. to really start appreciating women for who they are and what we bring to the table and stop feeling like as if we're just here for your, you know, your enjoyment and, Girl. and your entertainment. Like, it's so much more than that. Because where would you be without mm-hmm. us? That, that, that's mm-hmm. my most important one. Where would any of you be without us? Right. Yeah. I, but mm. I just wanna, I just wanna thank y'all so much for being a part of this hot topics discussion because I surely couldn't do it by myself. <laughs> <laughs> it's y'all a lot. Are well, so incredible. Pre- yes. And I appreciate, appreciate y'all so much. We appreciate you. Thank you. It's more that to come. So yes, we're can't gonna wait, be yes. Wait. We are definitely going to be revamping the My Big Girl Candy show because I have two new co-hosts. So we may be back in February. It looks more like March, but we'll just we'll see how everything plays out because I really want to revamp this and get a little new uh, logo and everything else going on, perhaps, you know, just to bring everybody in. And, you know, my mm-hmm. co-host was Stephanie Atkins, and she passed away. And I always wanted to – you know, have her as a part of this, but I know that you can't always hold on to some things you do have to grow because, you know, anything doesn't grow is dead, and I definitely don't want mm-hmm. to have this show be in the graveyard and dead as well. So as much as I love my co-host, Stephanie, you know, I know that this is something that she would want for me because me and her had aspirations for this show, and we just knew that we were going to take it to the next level. And with my new mm-hmm. two co-hosts, Aisha and Iris, I know that, Hi. you know, we're going to do this. And I know that she's mm-hmm. looking down at me right now smiling, and she's okay with it. I know that in my heart because that's just who she was as a person. She oh, just wants the best Stephanie, Stephanie, you yes. know, moving and shaking. Yes. You know, yes. That whole try something Thank you. new. Yeah, you know that. Yes. <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> so she definitely wouldn't want me to sit here stagnant like, you know, it's like, Michelle, get it together, you know. So we're definitely <laughs> going to revamp this, and we're going to come I out stronger. And we have I some, feel that love. We have some real – thank you, baby. We have some really great topics to discuss, especially these sex roles. And, you know, just we're going to be – what we always were, we're all about women empowerment, so now it's a, mm-hmm. a tenfold boom. <laughs> We come yes, back because we got some things to discuss. So yes. I'm so <laughs> excited. So yeah, I'm excited too. I'm excited too. Yes, yes. So we got some things to discuss, ladies. And like I said, guys, thanks for listening. We may be back in February, most likely March, but we'll get you know we'll be letting you know. Follow us on social media. Everything about the show is on Big Body Media, so follow at Big Body Media on Twitter and on Facebook, and you'll find out about what's going on in the show. Sometimes I'll post to my personal page, but I try to keep my personal page personal and not bombard people with um, a lot of the things that I do on the side because then it's like, you know, they stop looking, they stop paying attention, they stop talking, they don't know what's going on in my life, and I try to keep my personal page for people to keep up with me because mm-hmm. <laughs> I don't right. call people, I don't talk to people, I don't write people. <laughs> you know, I'm not to nobody. So <laughs> my personal page is how you know that I'm okay. So, you know, I try to keep right. business and personal a little separately. So, again, my loves, this world is changing, and we can't let the hate of others cloud the way we see ourselves, the way we love our children, and the way we embrace the skin we're in. And I want every single one of you to have real conversations with your children, 
Make sure that they will never fall victim to anyone under any circumstance. Explain to him, explain to them how no matter what anyone tries to convince them of, your love, your support, your confidence in them will never waver. They need to understand that you are their backbone, and no one will love them as much as you do. Because it's easy to become a victim. It's easy to be manipulated. It's easy to fall prey to a predator. Just watch your babies and hold them close. And I know, for you know, I do this all the time. My son probably, my sons probably get tired of me because I'm so overprotective, but I can't help it. They need to know that I'm here. And no matter what, mm-hmm. and no matter who comes in, I'm here. I'm not going anyplace. Anything you tell me, I have you. I got your back. And we need to start doing that more for our children, for them to understand that I don't care what's going on out in those streets. I'm here. I'm your back. Mm-hmm. You know, and... I mean, we just have so many conversations coming up. <laughs> yes, you're, you're wonderfully made. You're infinitely blessed. You're definitely loved. And most importantly, you are enough. Peace, love, and blessings from your hosts, Michelle Big Body Catino, Iris Brown, and Aisha Williams. Hey, and the Bobby Girl care, Patty everyone. Show. <laughs> That's right. So, I hope everybody has an incredible night. And stay tuned because we are bigger and better babies. Yes, <laughs> we're good. Bigger and better. <laughs> <laughs> good night, ladies. Good, good night. night.